Till 5. Hello and welcome to another episode of Game Till 5. My name is Steph and I am joined as always by my lovely co-host Nikki. Hello Nikki. Hello. How is it going? I'm okay, I'm tired. Yeah, we're both tired. Me and Nikki went to a day festival yesterday and as fun and a lovely as a day it was, we're now tired. It was very warm, so we burnt alive most of the day and just do what typical British people do when outside when it's quite hot, um, is just complain about the fact that it's hot <laughs> every like five minutes. Yeah. It like I think our one sort of step of the day was it's so nice that it's sunny, but also we hate it. Just oh, it's so warm was like said, I think about twenty times in one hour. Also, I love the fact that all summer Nikki has been doing nothing but complaining about the fact that we have not been outside in the sun, that we've not had time this year, like a good period of time where it's nice and sunny and we can go to outside spaces and just hang out in the sun. And we got it yesterday and it wasn't what I think Nikki wanted. Story of my life, really. Mm. It's what I think I want and then it happens and I'm like, no, no. (laughs) But uh, look, I've just realised that we've done it again. We spoke about the weather. Yeah, in the first, like, two minutes. I think this podcast should just become a weather podcast at this point. (laughs) Weather till five. Oh, my God. It's basically what it is at this point. You're going to have to wait every two weeks to get your weather news. But, you know, if you live (laughs) in England, it's essentially the same thing anyway, because you never know. Some people might enjoy it. They might want to know what British weather is doing. And if they live in in England, they'll be like, oh, yes, I remember that. (laughs) it's true you also might live in a different part of england because england weather changes you know 20 minutes down the road which is another discussion that we can have fascinating really isn't it you know that's why we're all here we could we could have roaming weather people who just phone in and tell us what the weather's doing why haven't we done top five game weather is that a topic I don't know. Yeah, I reckon so. Like environments, like weather. I don't know. Maybe maybe we can incorporate it one day just to mock ourselves. I, I love it. Top five weather. Done. Yeah. All right. Anyway, <laughs> now we're done with the weather news. Um, we don't actually have any other news, I'm afraid, today because our lives are boring. But uh, we are here to talk about fun stuff we're here to talk about our favorite psvr games specifically psvr because it's the only vr that we own yeah we've gone super specific not only because it's the only thing that we own but also because in the future it gives us more topics to do because sometimes it's exactly it's a struggle we could do top five oculus top five vibe i mean we're not billionaires we're not going to be able to own all of these vr setups but you never know you never know we don't we don't want to put ourselves in a box and say all vr games ever because one we are not equipped to speak about them and two we're poor no we're not really sorry i'm not going to assume i mean i'm poor (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah like i think i think it's a good one though because psvr is a very affordable headset i think um admittedly it's probably around the same price as like the oculus whatever that new one's called um the 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 handheld one but like i'd say it's like you know i mean i I bought mine from cx uh if you live in the uk you know it's like a second hand electrics game shop for like i think like 80 pounds 
I think yeah. I already had the camera, but yeah. So I'm like, you know, that's pretty. That's pretty fucking good. It's going down in price because obviously PlayStation Four is not the current gen, and I realize that when we talk about PSVR, I realize that we're not really talking about PS Five. But again, do not assume that we have all this money to be spending on game consoles. Plus, there's none out there anyway. No one has a PS Five unless you got one in the very beginning. I'm ranting now. Yeah, I like it. But you're you have a good point. Like the PSVR is coming to PlayStation Five, I believe. And they yes. are going to do a new headset, but they are also allowing you to convert your current headset from PS4 to the PS5. Oh, and that's you just good. Have to order a little converter and they will give you one. Um, so it, Would so it be it the is... same quality though? That's the question. What, as the new one? I don't think. Oh, well, no. yeah. Like the newest be. one they bring out is going to be like the better quality yeah. one. But I mean, it, it would still do the same, you know, mm. level it does now. So. Okay. Well, yeah, either way. I mean, we could do a different, an updated PSVR one in the future, you know, in yeah. 10 years. But, um... <laughs> New console will be out by that point, the rate they're going at the Yes, moment. but we're, we're not up to speed, are we? Oh, this is true. Neither one of us own a PS5. No. Who needs you, one? You're holding out on me and you have one and you just haven't told me. No, I don't. I don't. I'm not bothering with the next gen for a little while. Yeah, I did buy fair. one. Yeah. We don't need to get into that. Anyway, sorry, this is a really long introduction. PSVR games, let's do the thing. What are you buying? How about a game of Lucky Hit? A three headed monkey. Let's go. Right. I believe it is your turn to go first. I don't think you want me to go first today. I think it'd be best if you go first today. (laughs) Oh, really? I just don't, I don't want to go. I don't think this is a good one to go first. I think, I think you should go first. Um... (laughs) All right. Um, I will also, before I get started then, I will say that I'm suspecting that we're going to have crossovers today. Okay. Um, Crossovers mean that you will hear this lovely gentleman. Oh! And it means that I've probably stolen one of Nikki's or I Nikki's don't stolen one of mine. I think that we're going to get any, to be honest. Really? No. Maybe one, if any, but I'd, I'd be shocked. I know you haven't played some of these, so. Interesting. All right, then. Mm. That's exciting. Um, all right, I will start off our list by saying that my number five for PSVR games is going to be Star Trek Bridge Crew. Nice. Um, so this is a action-adventure VR game. Apparently it's classified as. Um, it was developed by a company called Redstorm Entertainment and published by the wonderful Ubisoft, who have decided to do not much with it since releasing it. But if you have it and it works on your machine, it's a fantastic game. Um, <laughs> the main premise is that you are a member of the bridge crew of your own Federation ship. So if you're in any way slightly into Star Trek, this is a wonderful game for you. Um, you can play it single player, but I think it mostly shines and is designed mostly to be a multiplayer game. The fun thing is you can crossplay it with some stuff. I think I know it's definitely crossplay with Oculus. I'm assuming it's also crossplay with if you have a Vive or anything like that. I think so, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a great time in multiplayer because you basically each take control of one area of the ship's controls and different things. So um, you can play as an engineer, a pilot, I think communications officer, and then also the captain, if you like to be the wonderful captain. Um 
and the game gives you like certain scenarios that you have to deal with and you each have to do your own little thing um you have your own little uh i guess console would be the best mm-hmm. word for it and you basically press buttons i'm gonna describe it and it's gonna sound boring because it is just i'm pressing this button now team However, it's a great time because you're all just yelling about the fact that one person needs to drive you into warp and the other person in engines has to give you all the warp power and then the communications person is just doing all the scanning and looking around and the captain's mostly just sat there yelling orders at people. I was going to say, if if no one is shouting at each other, you're doing it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Your team is too good and I don't appreciate it. But yeah, it's a really fun game. I've played this with Nikki. I've played this with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. It's on my honorable mentions, but it's not in my top five because I don't think I've played it enough to have really been like, yeah, I fucking love this. Like, I've really enjoyed it and I want to play it more. But I think we have had a lot of buggy issues with it. And that is mostly because Ubisoft is Ubisoft and uh, has kind of left this game a bit. And to be honest, most issues that we've had have been like during crossplay and stuff like that. And they don't yeah. update it very much. And there's been issues. But, you know, that's just Ubisoft for you. But it's been fun and I'd like to play it more but it's yeah it's it's very cool and it's quite strategic as well which I quite like and having to sort of like communicate and each have like your own task I like to be the captain I'm a control freak I enjoy it um so yeah it's a good game and it's fun because you can be like a Vulcan and you can make yourself look cool um I've really enjoyed playing it with Steph so it's it's been good yeah it like you said it is good and it is buggy that's kind of why it's quite low down on my list because yeah. it's a fun game and like i said it is fun to play just in single player but it's not quite as fun because you kind of have to you do have to be more of a control freak if you play it in a um, single player because you have oh, to too much move around yeah. all of the things you cannot rely on the ai to do anything useful they just won't do it like you have ai people in the other chairs if you play it by your single player but they do sweet fuck all they're soulless honestly they just don't do anything you're like i need power to warp and the engineer is just like taking away all the power <laughs> Dead behind the eye just not doing anything and so yes, you're just captain. like what's nothing wrong happens. with you yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> nothing you'd all go down in flames if you just left the ai to do what you expect yeah to do. definitely worth doing with with friends yeah for sure um i think the only other thing to mention is just the timeline if you are at all a star trek fan um is that it takes place after the first like 2009 star trek film um and you are in control of the uss aegis um and basically you're looking for a new home world for the vulcans after the destruction of the planet which happens in the first movie um and you're in a new region of space called the trench which is occupied by the klingons so you know you are at all interested in that, that all right it's my star trek you. nerd i can't help it all right i have a star trek tattoo for a reason <laughs> <laughs> that's cool it's a good game it's a good game i'm glad you picked it because i definitely wanted it mentioned nice yeah um the only fact i could find about this and it's not really even a fact is that many com- many reviewers compared it to another game called artemis star trek bridge or starship bridge sorry simulator which is an indie game inspired by star trek and actually if you look at pictures of it and you look at what you have to do in it is exactly this game so i think ubisoft essentially stole it oh for god's sake and, ubisoft. Uh, put some star trek stuff on it and uh called it star trek thing i'd the be Artemis pissed one looks really good. if i, I think made you can play it on phones as well so yeah i'd be pissed if i made that game and then ubisoft just came along and was just like yoink yeah we're gonna put star trek on it and probably make more money so and then leave it to the ether and don't even update it. Well, God damn it. Well, we can rage about this all we want, but that's the end of that. 
Yes, anyway, great game. (laughs) (laughs) Number five. (laughs) I forgot to say, this is we already discussed this earlier in the instep, but we said that this is probably going to be a quick one because I could barely find much information on these games and and much less like facts. So it it will be probably a quick one. Yeah. I mean, I think uh... I've spoken more about the weather today than I did that. Yes. (laughs) But hey, anyway. So my number five is a game that I know that Steph knew I was going to mention, and it is Rec Room. Oh, God. (laughs) So, hear me out, right? Rec Room is free. It's free, and it's on PlayStation 4 and 5, apparently. It's on Oculus Quest. It's on, like, Xbox, Microsoft. Like, you can play this game anywhere, and it's free. It's effectively a big social platform online virtual reality world i mean everyone they, they these exist everywhere like you see them online all the time um but this one obviously was on playstation and when you know when you first get a psvr it's it's free so you're like well fuck it like why would i not um it was and published by rec room inc former names against gravity and it came out in 2016 and i did play it quite sort of soon after that because um my mum actually had a vr headset before i did because she's cooler than me and i remember i i spent a lot of time on it because yeah, I mean, I didn't have much to play at that point, and I think it was just it was just there. It's it's kind of like a hub. It's like a hub game. You know, it reminds me kind of back in the day of that PlayStation hub world that was like on PS3. That was like, I don't know what's called like PlayStation World. I never remember the name of it. Life PlayStation Life. I don't know. You'll know if you had a PS3 back in the day, and you know it has all these different users, other people wandering around. In my in my normal fashion, I try and turn off hearing other people sorry that's my uh i need to go who the fuck is interrupting me (laughs) who is this i'm just gonna entertain everybody while steph answers the door i don't know what it is i don't know what's more important than this podcast right now i i'm sorry i ordered a i ordered a new hoover and it's just arrived (laughs) (laughs) okay this is my exciting life, all right? This is Steph's the, reality. I don't know the stress <laughs> in which it, it took me to get this Hoover today. So, um, has, he, has it been brought into the house? Have no, you got I'm, it? I'm waiting for the door to knock. Give me two more minutes and I'll be back. <laughs> okay, I'll continue talking. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, Hoovers are important. Hoovers are an important item that we all need in our lives to, you know, clean carpets. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this, guys. Yeah, I mean, I guess we can just sit in silence because silence is nice too. Okay, I'm bored. Jesus Christ, how do people do podcasts by themselves? I will never know. I have nothing good to say. I have returned. I have a Hoover. Sorry, carry on. Right, sorry. Back to Rec Room. So Rec Room, I can't even remember where I was. Rec Room is a game where loads of people just gather together and it kind of like the rec centre is kind of like the hub of it all and it kind of remember resembles some sort of like lobby or gym it reminds me a bit of a gym it sounds like a gym there's always yeah. like basketball noises you have a little dorm room as well which is pretty cute and you can you know go to the mirror and change your clothes you're a floating head and, and limbs a little bit like rayman which is fine you can you can get fashion too which is which is the most important thing um and you get like little presents as well which is pretty cute but the the main part of rec room sorry just ignore me going on about fashion which is completely pointless is the game so there is created games by you know the the game creators which is like the standard ones you have paintball laser tag 3d charades 
or charades. Stunt Runner, which is like a gladiator type game, which is so fun. Um, bowling, dodgeball, and then they have like sort of dungeon crawler ones. And they're really, really fun and they're really well made. And the good thing about these games is that you can play them in a private room. So you know what I'm like with people, I get very scared of them. And most of the time it's because they're like 13 in this game. And I don't want to play with 13 year olds. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in my 30s. That's not really good that's fair um, i'm glad i'm glad that that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not what i would, want to do i'd rather you would that way than the other you know yeah i mean exactly so you, you know if you if you've got friends have rec room and as i said it's cross play so you can play it all but you know it's really fun especially like if you want to hang out but maybe you can't hang out um in real life or you just want to hang out virtually like playing stunt runner fucking recommend that shit or 3d charades in like this little bar area we've had a lot of fun with it um it's really funny you get a little pen and you can kind of like draw and everyone has to guess and yeah it, it works really well and these rooms have been done so good and i think that's why it is a good game although i meant you know i mention it and sort of someone might scoff and be like huh actually the mini games within it are just really good games to play with your friends especially when there's not that much crossplay out there with vr no. um yeah, it's, it's really, really good. And then there's also other rooms that have been made by other people. And some of them are actually really nice. I found some really nice, like, chill rooms. Some of them are just, like, houses on, like, a side of a mountain. Or, like, cute, cozy little, like, lounge and bougie kind of places that are just, like, bars or, like, waterfalls. And some people are, like, so talented for the stuff that they've created. And some of the rooms you can have, like, ambient music and there's, like, sunsets in the background. And... I normally like pop all of my friends in there like to begin with um, just because I think it's like a nice like gathering space and I one thing I was thinking the other day is like how amazing this would have been like during the pandemic if I'd had a VR headset is mm. the fact that you could actually hang out in these virtual worlds which you can't in real life because you know it's pandemic and everyone has to stay inside it would have been so cool to have that I mean I'm sure a lot of people did but I think that's a really cool thing. The other thing, obviously people can make rooms. People can make all kinds of weird shit. And they, they do. Mm. So there's some really cool horror games that are like custom made by people. There's a really cool Wendigo one. Um, there's a clown one that Steph might tell you about. Oh, it's the worst time. It, it had no logic to it. It was basically like, I don't know. We were just running around. There was logic. It was like <laughs> you just shit yourself. Man. But it was like, okay, it was basically Slender Man with the clown chasing you instead of, you know, long-legged Mac Daddy. And what happened was I thought I was fine. I was running away from the clown. And then he came through the wall and murdered me instantly. And yeah. when he murders you, he, like, gets in your face and laughs. And I don't have a problem oh. with clowns. But this one... This one was creepy. I just didn't, I didn't like being chased in VR, I'll be honest. Yeah, I think it's become a bit of a running joke between us all now in the sense that we're all playing it and when I'm con I'm in control, I just keep shoving us into these horror games and yeah. everyone's just like, why? And yeah, then so I'm, to be fair, I'm then like, why? Why have I done this? Well, what happens with you, Nikki, is you all, you entice us all in with these lovely, relaxing, you know, <laughs> areas that you've just described, right? And we're all having a lovely time. We're in a park. We're all just like, oh, this is great. I'm having a great time. And then maybe we'll do some charades. Oh, this is a laugh. Great. What other games can we play? <laughs> and then, and then it will start getting weird. She'll throw you, she'll throw you into a horror game and then you'll just shit yourself. And then, <laughs> and then tell them what you'll do after that, Nikki. Tell them where you'll take them. Oh, okay, right. So there's a, there's a room. Uh, well, I say it's a room. It's an elevator. 
It's called Meme Elevator, right? And uh, I discovered this randomly because this is what I like to do. I just like to scroll through on the user interface to just see random memes. Some of them look funny. Like I'll just click on them, whether it's, you know, a game about clowns or or this. I saw Meme Elevator and I thought, you know, this is like a laugh. Um, it's literally an elevator that like, I think branches from 2018, 2019, 2020 memes. And you like can click on the year and the elevator just takes you down and it just opens. Um, on a different, each different floor is like a different, en- encompassing like a different meme. And it can be like literally anything, like you walk in the room, there's like a, it's like the Area 51 one where you have to like, you have to like run across and you find an alien like weightlifting in another room, but you have to meme elevator as some sort of fever dream um it's an experience and i forced my friends to basically experience it the whole thing with me many times and i think afterwards no one ever played with me again it lasted hours and she wouldn't stop it, then we got it, hours. <laughs> it was at least a hour at least and and we got to the end of it because it just kind of cycles. Once it goes through all of the memes, it then starts cycling again. But Nikki did not believe us that it was cycling again. And then we had to do like <laughs> half of it before she would believe us. And then we were allowed to leave the meme elevator, right? It scarred several of us. And all, if Nikki ever asks you to play VR, that's where she'll take you. <laughs> just, just warning everybody out there that that's exactly what will happen. Well, that or horror games. It will happen in the way that you explained it. It will be, I'll take you to a nice room. I'll lull you into false sense of security. Maybe we'll do something fun like some charades or some stunt runner. And then the horror starts. And then we end it with a light, light escapade to the meme elevator <laughs> where we experience 2018 memes for an hour. That's Nikki's tour of Rec Room. There you go. Who would want to sign up for this? I'm taking uh, applications tomorrow. <laughs> you could start charging. It'd be great. Nikki's tour of rec room. Um, oh my God. <laughs> anyway. I'd, I'd say I'd pay, anyway. but I got it for free. Um, well, it's free. Exactly. You may yeah. be scarred for life, but at least it was free. <laughs> yeah. It costs you only in your own sanity. Yeah, that is true. That is the cost. Um it's actually very cool though, and and I think the fact that it allows people to create their own worlds. Because I I went to uh, somewhere I think it was like trending when I was on the other day. It was like Laputa. Someone had like made a scene from Laputa with like the house from Studio Ghibli, and it like played the music, and you kind of oh, overlook wow. the city, and it was really beautiful. So people can get so creative, which I think is amazing. And you know, like the, the fact that the people are allowed to get creative, but then they also have the originally made games as well, like the bowling and and things like that. It's it's super cool, and I don't think I could not put it in this list because for what it is I, I think it's a really nice little little game no I agree I do really enjoy this game and it's amazing like you said the creativity and stuff that people can come up with and the games themselves are a really good time I think it's just we've all been scarred by the meme elevator too much and we just we can't go back for a little bit we can go back one day we'll, we'll do something yeah, nice day. like play some uh some dodgeball oh that'd be great throw some balls at each other balls in the so, I don't really have any facts other than something I mentioned earlier, which is about 2020. So apparently Rec Room saw a 566% increase in revenue. Most of that comes in from like in-game purchases and stuff, but it now has more than 15 million lifetime users. Um, and that is like tripled, that basically it's tripled during the pandemic, which is incredible and not not surprising at all. Like, why would you not want to play more VR in the pandemic? Like you can mm. go sit on a beach and shit like that. So... The other thing I also touched upon is that apparently now and during 2020, this is when these stats came in, the primary users are teenagers between the ages of 13 and 16, which 
is expected and yeah. is what I thought. So that's just why I'm very glad I always have my audio turned off and I play in pri- private lobbies. But um, obviously, there there isn't just 13 and 16-year-old playing. It is a lot of other people. But also, if 13 and 16-year-olds are making those fucking rooms, then good on you. Like, I think that's another cool way for people to get creative and learn how to do, like, coding and stuff. I don't actually know how people make these rooms, but I assume there's code. I don't know. Yeah, I, I have know. no idea how Rec Room works. Uh, there is at least going to be some form of, like, logic, even if it's a pared-down logic, which is basically yeah. being code in, like, a really simple form. Like, as an introduction, especially in a younger kind of group that's really cool so yeah exactly so yeah i mean it's you know don't if, if you're a person like us an older person and you want to play rec room do not be put off i would just say um it's good to play with people if they have it whether they have a different vr set or not um and if you want to just do private stuff you know like explore random rooms just you might get shouted out by a 12 year old but you know you don't have to talk to them <laughs> yeah this is fair this is true and I think mine is, t- I order a ton off. I can't remember. Anyway, that is Rec Room. Meme Elevator is the place to be if you want to go experience a fever dream and revisit 2018 memes. Some of which I don't I don't even understand. I don't know whether no. it was because I'm so just out of touch with the children. I feel like Skinner, but, you know, m- maybe it's the children. Maybe just don't visit 2020 Meme Elevator year because I think that got too real for us. Yeah, I think that's don't, don't go there. Don't no one needs to go back to 2020 anyway, let alone an elevator. So um yeah, that's my number five. I love it. It's a good number five. I'm I am glad, despite all the shit that I give you for your love of rec room, it's uh I'm glad that we've mentioned it here. Good. Right. My number four is a game we have spoken about before, so I won't spend very long on it, but it is gonna be Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. Good, good. I predicted this and I'm glad um, because I wanted to put it in, but I was like, I have a feeling Steph will, so I'm not going to. Yeah, I, for a game that I don't like spending much time in, it's a good game and I'm surprised I put it on my list, but it is enjoyable, weirdly. So it is a 2017 game, the Resident Evil 7 one, but you can play it in uh, PSVR. So this is why I've put it in there. Um, It is the survival horror game published by capcom and developed by them as well um i don't really know what to talk about because we have spoken about this game quite a few times in many horror game lists you control winters he's looking for his wife you're in a horrible plantation occupied by a horrible family and you've got to do some puzzle fighting and you know just general resident evil recent things i think mm-hmm. is the best thing um it was the first game to use the first person view which i think works really well in vr horror games because it helps you really immerse yourself so it just works well um it's a scary game it is a very scary game i think i was getting more and more used to it as i was going along and becoming a little less scared but still the idea of returning does terrify me because i know it's only going to get worse from where I left it because I only played like the first I think half of the game you've finished it right but not in VR not in VR no I finished the game in normal mode and I want to play it more in VR but as we keep saying we're gonna have our our meetup and we're which we need to arrange soon actually we can actually Um, do that now so we can yeah we'll 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 do it because I I think it's you need a friend I think you need someone there to swap in and out with you and just be like a general person to help you through. Because I find, especially in, in game like Resident Evil, 
you panic a lot and you sort of lose track of what you're doing. Whereas if there's someone watching from the sidelines, then maybe they can help you kind of be like, okay, do this, do that. Um, because when I know when I play a horror game in VR, I just cripple and I just stop. Which yeah. is, I don't think a good thing to have if it was like a real life horror situation because you should probably like continue functioning, um, not just fall to the ground. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. My thing is just I try and run, but because I'm in VR and the running isn't always the most straightforward thing, it's a lot of just accidentally running into a wall and then panicking even more because I'm just going into a wall and someone's going to get me. So there's even more running into the wall because I just can't control myself. And yeah. It's just a lot of a lot of panic and running it in circles. Um, but they, yeah, I agree. I'm I'm glad you mentioned it because they've they've done it so well. Like it works really really well. I remember when I first played it, I thought I was going to feel sick. I thought I was going to like not be able to do it. I mean, I felt sick. It was scary, but not like because of the motion. Um, yeah. they they've done it really really well, and and everything that they uh, incorporated. Yeah, it's 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 a stand up VR game, and I think that's the cool thing because sometimes you think if they've changed a game from being just a normal game to VR that it's going to be like less good, but no, it's it's I think it's just as good even better because you know it's like real life yeah i have to say a lot of the games i know are more converted like you can play them in single player and then also now um a vr version aren't the best like there are a few exceptions i think this is one of them um and like you said the movement is really good even though it's quite a fluid one i mean most vr games kind of try and take you away from being super fluid and being able to walk it normally uses that little jump style Mm -hmm. of walking where you point a pointer and then you kind of like warp there to stop you getting that weird kind of motion sickness but this is one of the ones that works really well in and obviously being a horror game where you do get chased by stuff you do have to like kind of wander around and explore like exploration is kind of like the main thing they want you to do in this game um because it's very much in like one area like one house um which i feel like is a slightly different form for resident evil it's sometimes other than some of the early ones it doesn't often take place in one setting right some of the ones before that like i remember six is it six or five you're like everywhere you're taking boats yeah the early ones do stick in one place like one was like always the mansion two the police station but you do kind of go a little bit off of the road but yeah it's more i'd say it's more like traditional resident evil in that regard yeah definitely uh apparently that's because of the it's like a half fact which i i feel like we've had before is the inspiration from the evil dead in the fact that they wanted it to feel more like the evil dead movie where you're in one location because it feels creepier uh being stuck in one spot um and they for some reason loved the 1981 film the evil dead and just decided to do everything they could to try and uh, put lots of Easter eggs and stuff in as well. Um, apparently there's like a swinging chair outside, which apparently also mm-hmm. appears in The Evil Dead. Uh, when you pick up a chainsaw, or when Jack picks up a chainsaw, he says groovy, which is the same thing that Ash from The Evil Dead 2 says when he picks up his chainsaw. Um, nice. And then I think, is it Marguerite? Uh, mm-hmm. it, apparently her look, movement and attacks are very similar to the witch in The Evil Dead 2 as well. So loved it. Love some Evil Dead reference for this game. Um, Yeah, that's kind of it. Like I said, I didn't really want to talk about this game very much. I've talked about the fact that I hate the fact that you go into every door using your face. I think that's the scariest part for me is opening doors. Opening doors in horror games is always the worst thing anyway. And doing it in VR with using your face is the worst thing anyone could ever do to me. And I appreciate that they did it. But Well, it's more realistic in that regard because... 
you do kind of have to use your face as you go through many like doors in life. Not like to open it. You don't like. Knock I was going to say, Nikki, I don't know how you're opening doors, but I think you're doing it wrong. I smash my head into it. No, but like you obviously like have to turn your head into the door. Like you wouldn't just kick open every door you go through, and you wouldn't kind of like you do have to look. You have to look into the room, and you can't just kind of open it all of, at once. Like it kind of gives you that tension of like slowly you know what I mean like it is yeah. kind of realistic in that way yeah for sure if you're opening a door you are looking into the room as you open it you're not looking at the floor and like throwing mm. it open and then like glancing really quickly and like closing the door kind of thing that's yeah. not a normal reaction so you're right it is more more natural um yeah I the only other fact that I had because I used my other one about the evil dead was that it was the first game to use their in-house RE engine which they now build all of their resident evils with which is quite cool yes yeah um, yeah, that's kind of it for nice and quick one for my number four because we've spoken about it, but it's a fun, terrifying time that I recommend. Awesome. My number four is also going to be super quick. Um, and my number four is a game that I've been playing very recently. It's a game that I've not finished, but it has had a positive impact on me since playing it, and it's in here for the reason which I will now explain to you. My number four is a game called Farpoint. Oh, nice. It is a, it's basically a first person shooter game, which is kind of sci-fi. It's sort of set in space on an alien planet. Uh, it was developed by Impulse Gear and published by Sony Interactive Entertainment. It was released in 2017. So effectively, I didn't know much about this game, but I actually ignored playing it for a really long time because it was one of the free games that you got from, I think it was, might have just been free on the PlayStation. You didn't have to have PS Plus. They gave you like just a few VR games and this was one of them for free. And um, I'd seen like the cover and stuff and like I'd seen some of the screenshots and it just nothing about it intrigued me at all. Like it, I knew it was kind of a spacey game on a planet, but I, I just nothing, nothing stuck out to me. But I, because it was free, I thought, you know what, I'm going to give it a go. And uh, and so far I'm, I'm really enjoying it. So it kind of starts off you're in your little spaceship and you're trying to um, escort two scientists to a space station and you're like going to pick them up and then there's like this weird thing that happens a big anomaly and then there's like a big crash and basically you're all kind of separated but you've ended up on this weird alien planet and you're looking for them so you're like a singular person on your own just hoping to locate them um, these two survivors and you sort of follow their trail and things like that and you like can sort of watch what they were doing before which is really interesting because that's like quite a cool story it's a little bit like a walking sim in that way i haven't come across them yet so i actually can't even give you any spoilers i've just been sort of like looking and seeing what they've been doing you see like holograms um about their journey that they were going on which is quite cool but it is a first person shooter so there is shooting and what i will say is if you do not like spiders or you have a phobia of spiders do not play this game because Ooh you basically from the very get-go have to fight what i would describe as yeah spider enemies like they start off being very little mm. and you're like okay cool cool and then they get bigger and they're all very arachnid they're all very like spider influenced and i don't mind them too much they just become quite annoying in the end there is a lot of shooting and it, it's kind of a little bit starship troopers i might add <laughs> um kind of like the space marine kind of environment and yeah, I, I, I think one of the reasons why I've popped in here is because I have to say, as a first person shooter in VR, I've never really enjoyed enjoyed shooting in any of the game. I always feel like it's janky and I can never do it. Whereas this one, it's even though I was using the controller, I don't have the... Because um, they recommend using the PSVR um, like gun that you can put the PS Move controllers oh, okay. into. 
Mm. And apparently that works fucking amazingly. I'm still just using the controller and that works even in my opinion really well. Like you can hold the gun up and you can kind of see the little um, crosshairs, like a little hologram crosshairs. And that's so cool. And it just, it, it plays so well just from the shooting mechanic. And I can, I am not necessarily a big shooter person. I kind of get a bit bored after a little while if the fights are quite repetitive. But I know that like, a lot of people enjoyed this and I know that like going forward I think as like the enemies change and you get more guns because you do get a huge like arsenal of different weapons and different abilities with the weapons um oh apparently it's also it is online co-op which I think oh, it might be cool. too late for you to have had the game free now because it was like it was almost like four months ago that these games uh, were free I might have got it on the thing and like put it into my yeah bank and it, I, I think it, to be fair. I think I'd really enjoy playing it with other people because it do you know what the, the kind of feel that it gave me was you know like when you go into an arcade and they have the shooter games it kind of gives me those kind of vibes gonna ask you does it feel like that because that's it the does. first thing when you were describing it it reminds me of like a shooter on rails yeah. like those kind of arcade ones but i love those games so and it felt it feels really good it doesn't feel janky like the shooting does feel really really cool nice. um it just i think at the moment like i would enjoy it more in a co-op sense because it does feel a bit lonely because you're kind of following the path of these two scientists mm. and uh just constantly like fighting these aliens and yeah i, I think it would definitely like benefit having um, someone else there with you but it is it's just so fun and I think that's why I popped it in here which is because so far like I'm really enjoying it the the graphics as well and everything is really really cool they've done it really well and uh, and I'm quite astounded a lot of times by like the environments and stuff that I'm coming across so yeah I, I think for me so far it's a stand-up game I know it's a bit of a cheat because I've not finished it but it's it struck me in my mind like compared to some of the other stuff that I had my mentions I think like this is genuinely a good game and I do recommend it and that's kind of why I wanted to put it in yeah, that's fair. I mean, to be fair, if we couldn't mention games that we haven't finished, then most of I think my list would start to become invalid. But um, but you have finished Meme Elevator, so you've got that going for you. That's true. That was forced upon me. I had no choice. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's a good game and I recommend it. I have no... F- oh, I do actually know. I do have a fact. Ooh. I do. One fact, and that is a fact that I just found myself because I recognise the voice, is that Laura Bailey, um, who is a very, very good voice actor um, and also in Critical Role, plays the character of Eva. And I also found out the other guy, so Eva's one of the survivors that you're looking for. Um, Iki Amadi also plays Dr. Grant Moon, who the only person I recognise that he he is from a game is Javik in Mass Effect 3. But he's actually a very, very good voice actor and he's in a lot of things. I just didn't know them, so I wasn't going to mention them because I was like, I don't know whether this person is actually someone that anyone would know. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like the voice acting from them too is, is really, really good and it's um quite enjoyable to kind of like watch them. So yeah. Nice. I like Short it. Short and sweet. Yeah, like you said, I think I downloaded it on the thing, so I'll have to check out whether I awesome. have it or not. Sweet. Give it a go. Right, okay. on to your number three. Yeah, number three. All right, so my number three is going to be another VR horror game. I have gone with The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. Cool, cool. Oh, interesting. Okay, not a show. I haven't played it. I, I still was haven't say, played I it. I not sure if you played this one or not, and I thought if you had, it'd probably be in your list. But as you don't have it, awesome, I will talk about it. Um, so this is a uh, first-person shooter survival horror game published by Scott. Uh, Guy Dance Interactive. Um, it is based on the comic book series The Walking Dead by Robert Kirkman. And it only came out last year, like early last year. Um, but it is one of the games I think that's always recommended for most VR headsets. I'm pretty sure it's on Oculus and Vive and stuff and all of them. 
Um, but it's it's just a really good game. Like I get really, I haven't finished it. I have to say, mostly because I can only play it in small doses. So I think we've discussed my fear of zombies uh, before on this on this podcast. And this is all obviously walking around with a bunch of zombies. Um, so I can only do small periods of time in the game, but I do really enjoy the parts that I have played. So you, the game is set in New Orleans, which is a really cool area. Uh, I don't think New Orleans is um, in any of the other like games or the TV show. Like it's a new area for The Walking Dead, and you play as uh, just a role of the tourist. That's all you get called, uh, and you can be male or female um, depending on your choice. Um, and it starts off by you're at a campfire with an old man named Henry. And he tells you about the legend of the reserve, which is an old military bunker filled with supplies and weapons, which is obviously all the way, always in an, an apocalypse, the thing that you want to go and get. Like there's always a like miracle supply or miracle place that you need to get to in an apocalypse area. And this is this is your one for this game. Um, Henry goes on to explain more about the fact that there are two factions trying to take over control of New Orleans, the Reclaimed and the Tower. Um, and that you might come across some of these things and some of the stuff happening while you also try and get yourself to the reserve. Um, there's a lot of just like wandering around picking up stuff. It is quite heavily crafting based, like it's got survival stuff. So you do need to kind of eat and craft weapons and things to kind of progress. It's a lot of going out, doing small things, um, and then bringing them back to do more crafting. But there is like a main storyline that runs through it which so far has been interesting, so far has been quite good. Uh, and you do meet other characters around, like it's not all just you and zombies and Henry, it is just like you will go off and you'll talk to new people. Um, I will say though, it is slightly based on what you say, like they will react differently. It's one of those kind of games. And um, I, I think the first person I spoke to, I immediately annoyed. Oh no. I think she asks you something about I think it's like her child or something and something happens to her child and her husband and I think I basically said that her husband was a dick for doing something because he was she didn't take it very well um and then she hated me and I think I immediately regretted whatever I decision I had made and it was a terrible time um but I enjoyed it nonetheless uh I think weirdly what I really enjoy in this game is smushing zombies um I don't like it when they're close to me, but it's quite a satisfying action. So the cool thing about this VR game is you use your uh, move controllers. I don't know if you can use your regular controller. I think you might be able to, but if you get the move controllers, it kind of like makes it even better uh, because you get to just kind of move your arms around a little bit more and like pick stuff up. So um, you've got like a backpack, which you reach over the, your back, like over your shoulder to Oh, that's grab cool. And then pull it out and you can grab stuff off of it. Um, you also have like holster areas where you can keep like your knife or your gun eventually when you get one and other weapons and stuff. And you kind of like grab them from your hip and then to use them. You've also got like a torch and stuff on your chest that you can kind of grab and use. Like it's a lot of moving around and you feel like you're kind of doing stuff all the time, which is really cool. Um, and like picking stuff off the ground feels quite nice. Like it's just got lots of those little nice interactions in it. Um, and one of the most satisfying things you can do is stab like walkers in the brain. Like you've got to do it. And I will say you have to do it quite forcefully. Like, <laughs> oh, God. It's it's not like a simple, like kind of slow motion. You have to feel like you're actually like it hurts your arms after a while because you've got to really like 
use quite a lot of like force and quick motion to do it um like and then you have to like pull it out again as well um it's it sounds disgusting but it's actually quite fun uh i think because i hate zombies so i'm quite like yeah die zombies this is my thing i generally like I'm I'm not too scared of zombies in any other factor, but playing against zombies in a game, VR game, terrifies me. I don't want them close to me. I don't want them near me. Like I I freak out. So that's why I haven't bought this game yet. Is because I'm like I don't know if I can handle it. Yeah. So maybe we'll add that to our list of games that we'll play at yours. <laughs> yeah, I think you should try it. It is one of those things where I'm fine until one of them turns up behind me and then I freak the hell out. Um, yeah, that's not cool. Because then suddenly it's really close to you. Um, but the fact that I can kind of, if you always have a knife, um, you you kind of feel fine. It's when you start to lose, because obviously it's more of a survival, survival thing. Some stuff kind of breaks down and you eventually just lose. Um, so if you lose anything, you kind of get screwed and it's not a fun time. If you have nothing to defend yourself and there's a bunch of zombies coming towards you, like they move very slowly. They're not fast zombies, which I think is why I can cope with it a little bit more. They do kind of slowly like grumble along, but they will just appear out of nowhere sometimes, um, which really freaks, freaks me out. But again, it doesn't feel too bad. Um, And it's all physics based. Like you can throw stuff at them if you want to. You eventually get more like throwable weapons and bows and long range firearms and stuff. So I think eventually you'll feel much better. That makes better. me feel better. Yeah. But I think it takes a while. Like I have to say, it took me a while to build up getting a gun because it's a lot of crafting to do it um, and like get to that point. Once you do it, yeah, you start to feel much better. Um, and it does progress and you get more and more stuff. Apparently there are different types of zombies. I've not met them yet. Um, I don't think they're majorly different. I think all it is, is some you can't melee where normally you can always melee zombies. But if you melee these particular ones, you'll get uh, like, you'll lose some health, I think because they're overly infected or something like that. And then there's also ones that have helmets on. So you've got to like bash off their helmet before you can shoot them in the head. Um, so there's lots of little mechanics and stuff going on, um, but it is a really good game it's really well done it never feels particularly janky um the movement in it is quite nice again you have an option to like jump or uh kind of actually walk um you can climb up buildings and stuff like that as well like you have to go into houses and stuff to loot them uh and you can like climb in windows and climb up drain pipes and stuff um so yeah it feels really like you're exploring the kind of area and stuff um so it's a really good good time i enjoy it quite a lot um in small doses awesome yeah it's been on my list of vr games to get for a long time but to be honest with you like i think since getting one i've spent a lot of money on vr games but a lot of the ones i go for are like either in the cell or a lot cheaper because the thing is with vr games i do get a bit of a novelty thing going on them i don't i i do love them but i i tend to only do them sometimes because it's a bit of an effort to pop it on and sit there and you know and sometimes it can make you feel a bit so um but it's it's yeah it's but I've been waiting for it to like come down in price a lot. There is actually so you know there is actually a VR sale on them at the moment on um, on on the play 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 PlayStation Store. Um, so it's definitely worth checking out if you have a PSVR um, and and having a little look. I can't remember if Saints and Sinners was on sale or not, but it might have still been above my what I want to pay for it just in just in case it is one that I don't go back to yeah that's fair um like we said we'll get you over and we'll put it on you and we'll see how you yeah yeah with the zombies and that's stuff like true. that um 
The only fact that I could find really was about some of the weapons um, that you eventually can get. Um, so some of the weapons you can get also are just general Walking Dead franchise um, based weapons. So you've got the Judge, which is based on Negan's baseball bat wrapped oh, in barbed wire cool. named Lucille. Um, you can get one called the Sheriff, which is based on R- Rick Grimes' uh, cult gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get one called the National Guard, which is based on Clementine's knife from the Telltale video game series. Uh, and then finally, you can get one called Absolution, which is based on uh, Michonne's katana. Um, I like it. I so you like get those kind of things. So there are little nods and stuff to the rest of the games and also franchise in general, um, which is really cool. Um, yeah, like I said, it's a good game. It's a creepy game, but I do really enjoy it despite it. So I think that kind of speaks quite volumes. If I'm enjoying your game and it's terrifying me, then you've done well. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, if you, yeah, I was going to say, if you hate zombies and you like this game, it must be a bloody good game. Just like Resident Evil. Yeah. Even though Resident Evil 7 isn't that zombie-ish, but yeah. It's a good time. It's a good time, but not. <laughs> awesome. I'm really glad um, that you've mentioned it, though, because I, I was hoping you would, because I have heard such good things about it. Nice. Yeah. So that's my uh, number three. Cool. So my number three, we're going to follow suit a little bit and we're going to keep on the spooky train. Literally, my number three is Until Dawn Rush of Blood. Oh, nice. So this is one of the first VR games I played. And I luckily had it because I think it came out on like PS Plus sometime. And I didn't even my mum didn't even have the VR I think at this point and I was like I'm gonna save that for later maybe maybe one day I'll have one and so it was like the first one I literally played and it is terrifying it's um it's developed by Supermassive Games obviously in the name Until Dawn and published by Sony Interactive Entertainment was released um in 2016 for PlayStation I'm not sure it was on anything else it might be a PlayStation exclusive I'm not sure but basically the game you start at a carnival where a man called Dan T i We'll talk about that later. Um, instructs you how to sort of handle the upcoming levels. You're sat in a like a roller coaster cart, which is terrifying in itself, and it's all kind of like carnival themed. And I mean, that's fucking creepy. We can all agree. Carnivals have clowns. There's going to be clowns. We know it. And I think one thing that it plays upon is like my fear of of haunted house horror rides something creepy about it don't like it and also the fact that you're on like a roller coaster cart and you're going to be moving along you actually can't control that and that i think in itself is scary because it's just going to push you where maybe you don't want to go especially when you're incoming to a fucking haunted house on your little cart you don't know what's in that house anyway this man called dan t teaches you how to do some things and then you go off in your little cart and he pushes you for a little tutorial where you like shoot some ducks you know it's quite nice and you're like oh this is nice because you get these two little pistols on the front of your your car so you're like oh this actually feels like a roller coaster game like not a roller coaster, like a real life roller coaster yeah. game and like a theme park where you get your little fake guns and you shoot the lasers and you know we've all done that i'm sure yeah so you're like oh this is lovely and then you start going along and then things start to get dark and then you realize at this point that this is not a happy a happy ride this is a this is a scary ride and yeah it it gets very dark and very spooky and you start to get attacked by questionable things it does uh, clowns clown there are clowns i must warn everyone there's mm. clowns but there's also many other things many. Uh, that, come, that come from the game until dawn so anyone's played that you'll probably know what i'm referring to which is freaking terrifying 
But actually, this game doesn't have too much to do with the original Until Dawn game. There is a slight thing, which we'll get into later, of how it connects. But generally, it is just a horror-themed roller coaster VR shooting game. And I mentioned earlier about first-person shooters and things like that in VR. And this one, I'd say it's okay. It's not amazing, but it does have that arcade feel again, that you kind of have with um, Farpoint, where it does feel like you're kind of sat in an arcade shooting. Um, It's okay. It is what it is. There's not really any crosshair, I don't think. I can't really remember. But you just kind of, you just shoot shit that's coming towards you, effectively. It's it's pretty simple. But the thing I liked about it the most was just like the kind of atmosphere they created. There's seven levels. They all get progressively more ridiculous and scary. But, like, some of the first ones, to me, I think are the worst. There's one where it's, like, pig level, and there's, oh, like, yeah. dead pigs hanging everywhere, and the noise. It's intense. If you're into horror games, I would say this is a nice introduction to VR horror because it's not as bad as some other things because you kind of don't have control. You just have to shoot things coming at you, and you kind of just have to experience it. It is an experience, I would say. I, you know, it's it's a game, but it it's some like VR stuff does feel like more of an experience than a game game like I don't think yeah. I'd play it again um only if I had like people around and maybe I'd do like a few but it's it's sort of like novelty in that regard but I can't remember if you played it no I watched it when everyone was playing it but I didn't actually have a go at it mm. I wasn't in the mood to be scared I don't think that no point. that's fair that's fair it does it does get me there's some points where like I feel like the enemies are coming towards me when I'm in the car and I will just like pause or shrink down because I just often feel like someone's touching me and I yeah. I freak out quite a bit. But um, yeah, so it's difficult to say much more on it other than it's just a roller coaster horror game. So I'll go into some facts. And so one of my facts has to do with what I mentioned earlier about Until Dawn, obviously the original game, because this game is, the, I mean, it's in the name. It's Until Dawn, Rush of yeah. Blood. There is a possible theory, and I think this was confirmed, that the this whole Descent into Madness ride is taking place in the mind of one of the original characters from the game, which is mostly likely referring to Josh. And I think there are some things that happen in the game that I'm not going to spoil that do confirm that if you are a fan of the original. So although it's not connected really, it kind of has that little Easter egg type thing. Nice. The only other fact I have as well is about uh, Dan T, who, which is very like strange that he's named like just Dan T, mm. is thought to be a reference to Dante from Dante's Inferno, as both characters are accompanied on a trip through hell where each level gets progressively worse, which, yeah, makes nice. sense. Yeah, that kind I of think, works. I think that's like pretty much confirmed because there's no... Because the way they spell it is like Dan dot T, so mm. it's obviously like that's meant to be his last name. It's obviously Dante. Um, this guy... Is portrayed by Larry Fessenden, who was actually the writer of the original Until Dawn script, who also played the role of the stranger in the original Until Dawn. So you'll recognise him. He's basically the guy that you always see in Until Dawn. Um, he just uh, okay. he just has many costumes. So that's that's basically him. Um, but yeah, I do. I highly recommend this game if you're someone if you're a fan of horror, spooky shit, and just want like a fun kind of game to play where there's like shooting and stuff. It's yeah. not really much to say, but it did, it did. I was very impressed when I finished it. I was very much like, yes, that was an enjoyable time. Yeah, like the bits I watched um, when we kind of had it as a group and we were kind of taking turns and stuff, although I didn't play it, it did look very fun. And in that scenario, I feel like it's quite well for people who maybe aren't such a fan of horror as well. Like if you can't sit down and play 
just a horror all the way through that's quite a nice way to do it because it's quite fun to watch because I think you're kind of like you said it's a little bit of an experience there's stuff going past there's kind Mm -hmm. of things you can kind of just kind of sit back and watch um happen which is quite fun so um yeah it definitely seemed like a really good game and like you said especially if it's got that kind of slight nod to the Untold Dawn games if you're kind of into those you get that nice you know those kind of it's nice always nice when you find those easter eggs and nods towards other games especially when they're in the same franchise for sure so yeah, yeah sounds good awesome I don't know much more to say about it really so we'll move on to your number two all right then so my number two my number two is probably gonna be a quick one as well because there's not much to say about it but it's just a really good game uh my number two is Beat Saber so this good. game yes. came out in 2019 and it is a VR rhythm game. Um, it was developed by a Czech game developer called Beat Games. I think this is the only game they've done by the name of it. Um, and the basic premise is you're standing there and you slice blocks with these little sabers that you get Um with like your little move controllers. I think, again, it's out on everything. So whatever your device has you have little like arm things and you just slice your blocks in time to some music. It's a good, it's a good way to spend some time. I get really into it. Um, I've had it for a while and it was pretty much the thing that I used in lockdown to get a workout every so often that didn't involve me going outside. Um, Cause it is a lot of movement. So although you are standing there kind of swinging your arms around, you also have to like dodge blocks and stuff coming towards your face. You have to duck sometimes. Uh, they even developed a, a particular track called uh, Fit Saber that they gave out for free during the time of pandemic because they realized people were using it in that way. Um, and essentially it's got a lot more of the blocks. So you're kind of constantly moving like left to right, up and down. Um, while also moving your arms. It's really good. It does get you like really hot and sweaty though, I will say. It's one of those games. Um I mean, this is a game that like I played a little bit, but I think obviously you did, as you said, played over like the pandemic and stuff. That um it's a bit of a running joke with all of our friends that like Steph is like fucking amazing at this game. Like out of nowhere, like Steph just takes the stage we're all just like terrible and dying like instantly. And then Steph just like takes the stage and she's like this absolute Beat Saber pro. Um, and everyone's trying to get as good as her, which I haven't, cause I haven't got the game yet. I, I do want to get it, but I know I'm terrible. <laughs> I, I have no, I'm very bad at coordination. Um, I'm not, that's not my biggest um, talent. So yeah, I, I will work on it, but yeah, Steph, you are a boss at Beat Saber. So I'm glad that you chose it. I think that's why I like it so much is because it's one of those because I'm a boss at it. No, I think because it's a challenge. It is a challenge for me. Um, and but I also kind of get it. It's I really love rhythm games in general. Um, and this one feels really similar to one I had on the Connect, which was called like Fantasia. And again, it was like moving your arms in time to music and doing stuff. Uh, and I really liked that game and I got quite good at it after a while. So when this kind of appeared, I could get it and I got really into it. I was like, oh, this kind of gives me even more stuff uh to do um and although the only difference with the psvr one versus the other systems i will say is that i think for pc especially you can put your own music into it and it will make a beat saber track for it which is really cool that's very cool but we don't get that on the playstation vr um so they've just kind of released a bunch of um music packs and stuff for us but i will say the developers apparently i didn't realize when this game originally shipped it only had 10 songs on it um but since then 
it's got they've released a bunch of some packs which you can buy which are quite expensive um but they've also just released a bunch of free stuff like you don't need to buy any music packs really you can use all of the free kind of ones that they've keep developing and they keep releasing them like there was a new song not that long ago that they gave out and a new uh music pack so the developers are really good at keeping it running and keeping mm-hmm. new stuff on as even for psvr which doesn't have quite as much like expansion as probably like the pc versions do um for your own stuff but um so i really appreciate them for that um yeah i it's just one of those games that i just enjoy being in a lot like i'm talking about it now and i'm like i could go for some beat saber in a bit it's really warm though today so i probably won't because i would die of just pure sweat and turn into a puddle but um yeah that's kind of it for beat saber i couldn't even find any facts about it it's just a fun game it's definitely hard to find facts in the VR games I've found. There's there's not mm. that much out there. No, I, th- I think this is the thing. Like, not many people are making trivia on on these kind of games. Especially this game where it's essentially just quite a simple premise, really. For a game, yeah. there's no story. There's no lore behind it. It's literally just a rhythm game. You play music. You smash the blocks with your arms. It's kind you of do a, a smash. You do a smash in time. All right. Well, I'm glad you put it on there because, again, that is one on my list, which I will get when it goes down a little bit. But, Good yeah, plan. it looks it's super fun. I I want to get it so I can practice and be better at it and, and get to your level and then we can have Beat Sabers off. I don't know if that's a thing. I love it. <laughs> it sounds fun, though. I'm into it. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah, so my that's my number two. What is your number two? My number two, right, now bear with me, is a game I only played today. So this is because I went on today because I was like, I knew we were doing this. And I was like, you know what? There's a game I want. I want an extra like name on this list because some of the other ones I just didn't feel good about. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just have a look. And that's when I saw the the VR sale. And I was like, holy shit. And there was a game for like three pounds. I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to do it. And I kind of regretted it. Not going to lie to you. And I'll Mm -hmm. tell you why in a minute. But I've decided it's very, very good. And I hope to finish it one day, but I might not. My number two is Paranormal Activity, Lost Soul. Oh. I saw this and I quickly Googled like the reviews just to see if it was just like a shit horror VR. And it got so many good ones. And there was another one called The Exorcist Legion, I think, which also looked good and looked very similar. But this one stuck out to me because I love... This, some people disagree with this, but I love the Paranormal Activity movies. I think they are shitty in some ways, but I think they are so good at what they do. And I think they are so creepy because it plays on the haunted house trope. And I think, especially even when it's a modern house, it doesn't know mm. what it is. It gets me more. You can give me a creepy old house. It's obvious. It's very like, it's it's not, it's not relatable. Give me a house that looks like my house, make it haunted. And I'm like terrified for days. Yeah. So... Yeah, I saw this and I was like, I'm just going to do it. And if it stands out to me and I think it's really good, I'm putting it in the list. And do you know what it did? So I'll give you a little bit of story on it. So um, it's based on the mythology of the um, obviously popular movie Paranormal Activity film franchise. Um, But one of the cool things about it is it has a scare engine, which I'll get into in a little bit longer. But um, you basically, you turn up at this house, you don't know much more than this. You turn up and already you're kind of like freaked out because you're in like these woods area just outside the house and you kind of approach it and already you're like, okay, this is terrifying. Because like all the lights are on inside, which in mm. my opinion was like so much worse. And it's not that old of a house really. Anyway, you turn up 
you get to the front door and you're like, all right, I'm going to go inside. It's a little bit like decrepit. It looks like someone's home, but it's kind of decrepit. And you, um, you enter the front door and as you walk into the front door, suddenly the atmosphere completely changes. There's all this weird kind of like ambient horror noise. Your heart is beating really, really fast. I turned it off and I came back about an hour later. <laughs> <laughs> I decided I couldn't do it I was like no no there's like a fire on to the right and mm. like just this ambient I was like you feel so tense it's not even silence I can deal with silence it's it's just this kind of oh it's horrible yeah anyway I went back to it you have your flashlight and you pick up batteries as you get along that's really all you have you have your flashlight batteries it's a bit janky to be honest the inventory system you're not really designed, I don't think, to fight anything, or I don't think you are. You just kind of have to walk around and explore, figure out what's happened, figure out what's going on. There's like notes, collectibles, things like that. You have to survive, but it is kind of a haunted house simulator. That's probably the best way to okay. describe it. But anyway, going back to this like scare um, engine, it's something that's super, super cool. So basically, this scare system will always be unique to you to an extent. So like... Each time you play it, it'll be different. It's not going to scale the same way. If you know when your friend plays it or you see someone stream it, something that jumps out on them or a figure or a toy or whatever does something, it might not do that for you. And it does also mean that you might get inundated with like too many jump scares, which is a bit shit, or you could have too few. And it's it's kind of a roll of the dice. But I think that's very clever and very cool because I did actually go on to like YouTube to see like a bit of gameplay before I continued after my first <laughs> giving up moment and I thought okay well if I know where the jump scares are I can maneuver through the game and feel comfortable enough to experience it properly um that does not the case because of this this engine and but then I was like you know what that makes it even fucking cooler I got back into it and I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna do it and I played it for a good time it's only about potentially a two-hour game anyway but obviously it has a lot of replayability. I was like, I can do this. And I, I did a fair bit. <laughs> I did a fair bit. There's a girl in the house and she's actually alive. Like she's a real person, like a, a small child. And she scared the shit out of me so many times. And she's not even like the proper, like, well, I don't think so anyway. She probably does later, but uh, she's just a child. And I was, <laughs> she kept walking in and like just making me jump. And I was like, I remember... I had to talk to myself like I was streaming because I realized mm. me not speaking made it worse. So I was actually, my neighbors think I'm insane. I was just talking to myself and I think I just kept swearing at this little girl. Um, and then there was like a, a kid's room that I was in and then something happened and then like this lady chased me. And then I was like, oh. okay, I'm done for now. But the way in which I saw the jump scares that were thrown at me and the tension and the atmosphere was enough to make me go, this game is fucking good. It's like, it's very, it kind of is Resident evil in the sense that you're in this house and you're maneuvering around and things are happening to you, yeah. but it is, but it's paranormal and it's, you know, it, it's everything that I would want in a paranormal horror game, but also that I hate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It kind of taps into that like really scary, but good kind of scary vibes yeah kind of thing. like it's yeah it's it's horrendous and i think this is going to be a game that we need to play together i think we can do this we're gonna have a spooky night <laughs> i was gonna say this feels like we need to just have a full spook tacular or something maybe. yeah it's coming up to like uh it's gonna be 
Halloween soon. So oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe we, we can that. stream them. That would be a good idea. Oh, that would be, yeah, maybe we'll just keep scaring ourselves. But, yeah. but that sounds terrifying, that game, to be perfectly mm-hmm. honest. But really cool. Like, I love what you said about the fact that it changes every time. Uh, it's got so much replayability. Like, n- not many games have that, like, kind of yeah. routine in them. So, especially horror games, that sounds really cool. And I, I generally like saw a lot of comments and a lot of people reviewing it and actually saying that this is genuinely a really fantastic horror game. And a lot of the time you don't see that, I find. Like a lot of people mm. are quite critical, but actually this game has a lot of love from people. And I can see why I just need to be braver to continue with it. But from what I did see with like the ambience and everything like that, the atmosphere, the use of sound, it's yeah it is very very cool the only downfall again i'd say is definitely the poor control system like it's not good and it's quite janky and i you know it's it's not amazing and apparently there is some bugs but you know that just is what it is like i think yeah. vr is difficult sometimes if you're not on like a vive or an oculus it's it's especially with playstation like my vr headset's not the most recent one it's like the older model and i often get caught up in my wires and you know so yeah <laughs> i i struggle sometimes with my like layout as well so i'm not going to blame the game completely but sometimes i end up smashing my controller into my sofa <laughs> when i'm trying to pick <laughs> something up yeah okay yeah that happens yeah. <laughs> and i'm like damn it anyway um that is paranormal activity lost soul i 100% recommend it if you're someone into horror games or you just want to scare yourself honestly fucking do it it's three quid right now so that sounds like a great time for three quid if you're into it for sure yeah. I don't think I'll be that brave. I'll play it with you. Yes. Because that seems fun. And by fun, I mean, like, just about coping with that terrifyingness. <laughs> anyway, I think we're on to your number one, aren't we? Which means we can do some honorable mentions. Yeah, so let's do some honorable mentions. Um, I w- I've only got four, so I will run through them really quickly. Um, so I have to mention No Man's Sky VR. Um, again, it's a really great time. Uh, it's a fun game, and it does cool things with your spaceship and your move controllers uh iron man vr which is basically you just get to be iron man and move around it's quite fun uh rick and morty virtual recality which is a fun silly game and then also similar to that trover uh i think it's like trover's thinks the universe something like that i couldn't find oh, my box I've to remember what that, it was yeah. but again both those games are very silly and very fun um and one last one was Blood and Truth, which I have only played a tiny, tiny bit of, but it was amazing. Um, I'm, I'm sure if I played more of it, it would have been my list, but I haven't played enough of it. Fair. Um, I pretty much, my mentions you've mentioned already in yours. Um, no Man's Sky is one that I need to get back into, but I felt a bit sick after flying in the spaceship. Same lines with the spaceships as a game that was free on PlayStation Plus not long ago, which is Star Wars Squadrons, which I played a little bit of. I'm not a huge fan of like squadrons or flying around in space and shooting things, but I must admit I very much enjoyed my time in the TIE Flighter and the X-Wing flying around for a little bit. I won't go back to it, but I enjoyed it, so I'll, I'll mention it. Another game that was also really good is Super Hot. So I got a bit frustrated with this game in the end, but I did really enjoy my time with it. Um, I can probably recommend that as well. It's a very if you're into like shooting stuff. Yeah, that's it really. I think we've mentioned a lot of my other ones. So yeah, nice. Okay, cool. So again, speedy, speedy through the honourable mention. So I will just go straight into my number one. Um, and my number one is going to be Astrobot Rescue Mission, okay. which is I think my only PlayStation VR exclusive game. 
uh, on here um, for a good reason. So it, it is a platform game developed by Japan Studios team Asobi uh, and published by Sony Interactive Entertainment. Um, you basically play as Captain Astro, this little robot, and you go on a quest to rescue his lost crew who are scattered around lots of different worlds. Um, and you basically do all of your typical uh, platforming around all of these different levels and stuff like that. It, I really liked it because it felt like a proper platform game, um, but it just had the extra element of having it in VR. So it's kind of cool. What you're kind of looking at is you kind of have a top-down view almost on Astro. And he's kind of like running around and you can control him just with your... You play it just with your normal like hand normal controller and uh you're kind of looking down at him and controlling with that but you're kind of in the world as like a separate little floaty robot man who's following astro around um and you get to do things yourself so not only does does astro he can jump hover and punch through stuff um but he also um you as a kind of entity can move stuff around you can do headbutts to smash through walls you can have to dodge enemies when they attack you and you can even do some like typical blowing in the headset microphone to like blow some petals i think around the place um so oh, you kind cool. of feel really like you're in the world what's really cool is you kind of control the camera by your head movement rather than like the right stick um so you look or have to look around these levels quite carefully because a lot of the little kind of crew members that you're trying to find are like hidden all over the place. So sometimes you'll like have to like almost lean over the side of a cliff and look down it to kind of see where something might be. Um, and then you have to send Astro down there to kind of get get to the crew member. And it's just really cool how you're kind of in this environment and you can kind of look behind you and just keep looking around and there's stuff going over the top of your head. And sometimes Astro, you're kind of looking down at him, but other times he's like climbed something. So you're kind of looking up at him and you've got to kind of try and control him as he moves like over the top of your head and stuff like that. So it kind of gives an extra element of like thinking about how to control him through these little worlds and stuff. Um, in general, the game is just really, really well done. It looks super cute um, and it's a nice nice one especially in vr because obviously we said sometimes vr graphics can be a little janky feeling um mm. but this feels i think because they've kind of gone with the really the, almost like mario it's like slightly cartoonish but 3d landscape type of stuff very squidgy platformer which is really nice um and it works really well in this it just kind of makes everything feel quite nice and shiny and obvious where stuff are um and then yeah you get extra gadgets as well so you get like a little hook shock uh, a water gun, some shurikens to throw, lots of different things. You even get like a little tightrope that you like fire and then Astro has to walk along it and then you can bounce him by like, it's a lot of hand movements as well. So not only, it's played with the normal kind of uh, PlayStation controller, but you also have to do the more motion side of the controller and use the little touchpad sometimes to do things. So it's really, it's very much one of those things where PlayStation made this game because they love their own controller and they always want to use it when it's their own games. They just love the idea of using it quite a lot. So this definitely gets a lot of lot of use out of it. Um, but yeah, honestly, it's just a really good platformer game. Um, I think even despite the VR, I think I'd still play it. Um, and the Astro Astro is really cute. And now he's even got his own game that's not VR, but it is 
his own little platform game on the PlayStation 5, I believe. So they're kind of mm. keeping him as a little character, I think, now yeah. PlayStation. When I when I was looking up a lot of like VR stuff and whenever I'm looking up like good VR games for PS, I always I always see this one and everyone always talks really highly about it. I've not played it myself. Um I think a lot of the time it maybe came free with like a lot of like PlayStation VR like bundle yeah. when you buy it. That's how I have it. Um, yeah. Yeah. But no, it it does look really, really good and, and maybe maybe I will borrow it if you have a physical copy. I don't know if you do, but I don't, but it is good. It does it does look really, really cute. Yeah. It's yeah, like I said, it's just a generally really good game. It's well made game. Um it's just kind of added to the fact that it's really VR centric and it does work with the VR really well. They've thought a lot about how how it works and how you can navigate and stuff like that. And it's really cute. Um rescuing all the little guys. Um I have a couple of facts. Um, so apparently this game was only made due to popular demand and fan feedback. Um, so in the thing you also get, I think with the VR, it comes with it when you bought a bundle was the playroom VR, um, which just Japan studio also made in that game. There is one, there's a mini, one of the mini games is called robot rescue. Oh yes. And this is where Astrobot is from. So this game was really well made and everyone really loved it. And the fans really enjoyed the little robots that they were like you have to make this into a, a full game and that's how astrobot rescue mission was kind of built and apparently they built it in like 18 months the game so which is a really short development cycle mm. especially for a game that is as good as it is and it's not that short like there's about 10 worlds i think that you have to get through and each of the 10 i think 10 worlds have about 10 worlds in them or it's five worlds and they've all got 10 there's a lot of levels anyway um to make and they've done them really well so that's really cool and then my last fact which was a bit of a weird one but it was like apparently in the two last names that appear under the special thanks section in the game's uh, end credits are called Jean-Michael Bretage which is translated from French to England as John michael sound effect and <laughs> David Goodenough um, apparently are the two names and these two names are not related to real developers in any way They're, but are in fact two characters from the French video game reviewer Le Jour de Granger apparently the, the Attic Gamer translated in English um, who are paradoxical representations of people making bad sound effects and bad game development right so apparently they just really liked these people from France and they put them in the special thanks. There's no other explanation <laughs> as to why they liked them, but that was like one of the only other facts that this game had. So I was like, That's fine, funny. someone might know who these people are and really appreciate that fact. So if it's you, you're welcome. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yeah, so that's my number one, Astrobot Rescue Mission. I okay. enjoy this game. My number one is going to follow suit a little bit, but yeah. I'll tell you why. My number one is Moss. Aww. It is a adventure game developed and published by the studio Polyarch. The game is very similar, I think. Different. Like, it's not the, not the same game, but it's like the same kind of top-down view. Yeah. Um, one thing I really like about this game is it feels like you're actually there looking down upon mm. the situation and when i say situation i mean little mouse so if you know if you've seen moss or anything like that like the cover or any like any art it's it's all about this cute little mouse called quill um the game was released in 2018 and it was later released on on pc actually but i think it was initially just playstation 
but yeah it's um it's so cute like I wasn't sure what I was going to think about it when I first played it because I knew it was a platformer and I was kind of like oh VR platformer like surely that's not that interesting because it's not first person and it's just going to be like yeah but when I first ever played it which I think again was free that one time composition which was lovely you know, you're sort of transported into this world and it's all green and beautiful and luscious and I love a forest. And uh, you're just sort of looking down, there's like a little river and suddenly this cute little mouse appears and I was won over immediately, to be honest. I was won over from the environments that I was seeing and the noises and everything like that was just so amazing and so relaxing. And this little cute mouse called Quill appears and, and it, just, it just gets better. So you basically, there's like someone called the reader which I don't think is you. It could be. Oh, no, no. You are the reader. Sorry. Yeah, you are the reader. The thing is, you don't really know anything about you, to be quite honest, because it's not about you. It's about the mouse. Mm. So, yeah, you're the reader. And you kind of like you start flipping through these pages. And it's like a little storybook, which is really adorable. Um, so you meet Quill, who's the young mouse about to begin their adventure. Um, the kingdom in which Quill lives has been overthrown by Safag, which is a fire breathing snake. Um, her uncle is captured. And then so you basically have to guide her on an adventure to defeat that horrible thing and save her uncle. And it's so nice. Like the environments just get better and better. It's I I really can't do it justice. I remember like I showed my mum because my mum hadn't seen it before. And I remember I showed her area which reminded me so I don't know if any I'm, I'm sure most people know what this is I don't think it's just a UK thing but like Sylvanian families so I remember you sort of look over this little land this piece of land and it's like these little tree houses all these little wooden houses and all these little like mice people walking around and it literally feels like my young like self's dream mm. to be like watching over this like magical land and they're all getting all their own business and you're just there and I'm very aware that I'm this like big person and they're probably all looking at me like Ugh. <laughs> what is this big thing staring at us like I'm just there like you know <laughs> just heavily breathing you're all so adorable it's so lovely I love it look at it oh look at it's your little house <laughs> but take away from that don't think about that it's so <laughs> cute and yeah like the ambience and everything I can just sit in that game and just feel like really calm now don't get me wrong it's not just a, a walk through a lovely forest. You are controlling Quill, who's obviously going on a bit of a dangerous mission. Um, and you do actually have to help Quill navigate the environments and battle enemies. So there's some sort of like puzzle bits where you kind of have a power to sort of move things and then you can control Quill to kind of jump around. So you, you guide Quill, but you also do control Quill. Um, and then Quill like can battle enemies and stuff. So there are there are enemies to fight and and things like that. But yeah, it's just a it's just like a it sometimes does feel a bit side scrollery. But generally, you are kind of like just sort of like observing your little big person stood stood there just watching. Um, but it's it's so cool. I love it. I was really really taken aback by it. And honestly, I I I think it's one of the best VR games I've ever played. Hence why it's number one. And I recommend it to a lot of people just because. It's just so, I, I'm not actually a huge platformer. I'm generally like, that doesn't tend to to get me in. But this, mm. yeah, I'm still I'm still about halfway through at the moment. But yeah, no, it's, it's so cool. Yeah, Mars is one of these ones that I've looked at and I'm like, I know I will love this game, but I have just not gotten around ever to putting it on. I'm pretty sure I even have it saved in my PlayStation library because they gave it away for free. I think you'll love um, it, to be honest. And yeah, I think I would blast through it really quickly um, if I got it. 
um, and actually played it. So it just looks adorable and lovely. And I hear so many good things about the fact that it yeah. just looks really pretty, like you've said. And the fact that you've described it as the Sylvanian family is, I mean, that's just like, mm. you know, six-year-old Steph's, like, dream well, that's life. why we're friends. Yeah. Um, I'd say maybe like so far it's been like 5%, but it was a good 5%. Now I'm sort of more in like the actual adventure of kind of doing shit. And uh, I get really I get really upset when Quill, like if you accidentally kill Quill, like it feels like, because it, it genuinely, like the graphics of Quill, the mouse, it's not silly graphics. It's very, it feels quite real. Mm. Um, even though like they are wearing clothes and stuff. It does, it feels like, the the environments feel very real as well. Like there's a scene I remember where there's like a deer in the background, um, and it's kind of moving around, and it's yeah. It, I really like that. I like quite sort of realistic environments, and and they've done it so well. So I've got some facts. Um, I couldn't find that many to be honest, but one of one really really cool fact, which I didn't even realize until today. I don't know whether I'm just really unobservant, is that apparently Quill communicates with the player through the use of American Sign Language. Puzzle hints and emotional yeah. responses, which I never clocked. I can't speak sign language. Uh, I can't. I can't do it. But um, yeah, I just thought that was really that was a really nice yeah, thing. And I think that's, that's, that's got a lot though. of praise. Mm. Yeah, I think it's got a lot of praise for doing that. Nice. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's rare you get that in video games, mm. so that's cool. And it makes sense because Quill doesn't speak. Like the animals, as far as I'm aware, don't speak. So you know, it's the 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 kind of narrator speaks, but that's about it. So it's quite nice that there's like that little added added extra. Yeah. Um, another fact I have is something that's quite cool, which I don't remember doing and I don't know whether they took this out. This must still be in there. Maybe I just never did it. It's apparently in the beginning of the game. I think it is. Um, you are sort of above that pool of water I was talking about where you see Quill for the first time. Uh, Apparently, if you look down into the water, you can see your own reflection and you're like wearing a little mask. (laughs) And my little cursor. I did Google it and I had a look and it's not like the most amazing thing. You are kind Mm. of like a weird mask person, um, (laughs) big person. But yeah, I just thought that was quite cool. Yeah, that sounds cool though. And another fact I have is that there is um, a sequel. Moss Book 2 was announced by Polyarch during Sony's State of Play in 2021. um, I don't know when. I don't know when that's actually coming out, but it was announced. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I guess if it was just announced at least this year, it's not dead or anything. We have hope that it will come soon. That's cool. Yeah. I, I really want to finish this game. I, I've enjoyed what I've played so far and enough of it has captured me to know that I will go back to it, but this is my problem with VR is I get very like absorbed. I could never play it for very long, as like you said. Sometimes mm. you just sort of have to play it for certain amounts because I have so much to play at the moment. Uh, you know, I've got a lot of elevators to visit. Yeah, um, always distracted by those elevators <laughs> and those chores that you need to do with rec rooms. So it, it's understandable. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's, it's, I would highly recommend, to be honest, I'd highly recommend all of my games on my list, obviously, but yeah, Moss for sure, if you were going to pick one, if you're not into the spooky shit that I've mentioned, or spiders, or elevators, definitely <laughs> check out Moss. This is the, this is the one for you. Yeah, so, that's it. Nice. Well, that is the end of our lists. I feel like we did fairly well. We said quick, but I mean, it's about our normal time that we've gone through them. I think we spent a lot of time talking about certain things, which yes. is which is fine. Like the weather. <laughs> like the weather. Yep. Yeah. But happened. we won't we won't we won't keep you all. We'll end no. quicker than we normally do. Exactly. Thank you so much for listening. If you have listened to this point. Congratulations, you've made it to the end of the podcast. Now's the time when me and Nikki don't know how to end the po- podcast, so we're gonna waffle for a bit about uh socials. 
Oh, yes. Uh, just visit gametop5.com. You can find merch store. Everything that we have to our names is there. Yeah. and Also, give us a review. Yeah. We love a review. It please. warms Sorry, I didn't our say cockles. Please. <laughs> please give us a please. review. We would love it. But to be honest, if you don't want it, that's fine. Yeah. We're all right with that. You've made yeah. it to this point of the podcast, so... If you've made it this far... Praise enough. We very much appreciate you. Um, <laughs> and on that note... Goodbye. Goodbye.